Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. This episode is dedicated to Lauren Mack, Tamara Selleck, Janusz Streisbeck, Speck, Beck, 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 and Anna Silva, Scott Covert, Kevin Walker, Ashton, and Amy Butterfield, and all of our supporters over at Patreon.com. This show's for you. Nobody's Listening, where we tell funny life stories and invite you to do the same. Hey, how you doing out there, podcast people? This is Nobody's Listening, the Funny Story Show, episode 209, brought to you the week of April 10th, 2014. I am your host. My name is James Kennison, and with me, as never, is not John Steinklauber. It is our guest host, our special guest host, John Wilkerson. Hi, John. How you doing? Great, James. Hello, everyone. How you doing out there? I think you've probably heard me on voicemails before. Yeah, John, if you don't know him, let me give you some instant uh, nobody's listening cred. John Wilkerson is the creator, the one and only creator of the word honk. So could you give us give us the first – yeah, give us your, your version here. Jonk. 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 I mean, there's like 17 syllables in there. That's right. But uh, a little I'm bit channeling about – channeling the pain from eighth grade. <laughs> Uh, a little bit about John. John's been uh, podcasting ever since 2005, back when digital dinosaurs still roamed the interwebs. Holy crap, dude. That was a long time ago. I thought I was uh, awesome uh, podcasting, claiming podcasting since uh, late 2006. So so what show were you doing back in 05? I was doing Jesus Geek back in 05. Um, oh, yeah. It actually started as uh, Homeschool Tech. Mm-hmm. And then I think I switched it over to Jesus Geek in, it was either December of 2005 or January of 2006. I can't remember exactly. Right. Now, how did you first find out about podcasting uh, or at least the part about, hey, I could stink and do this myself? How did, how well, did you come across it? Um, I was on, I, I've been blogging since uh, like when the internet started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, probably not. Back in the night, I started blogging before the the word blog. (laughs) Yeah, before the word blog even existed. So, Um, and in two thousand and late two thousand four, early two thousand and five, I started kind of hearing these rumblings about podcasting and stuff like that. And my blog was connected with another blog, and I heard about this show called Myth Arc Radio where there was a couple of people who were writers, uh, Derek and Sharon Gilbert, and they were using the podcast to promote their books and things. And I listened to that for a while. I think I started listening to them in March of 2005. And right around November 2005, I said, hey, I think I can do this too. And I got a crappy microphone and plugged it into my uh, laptop and that's when it all started. That was going to be my next question: is what? What did you start with? That's uh, that answers it right there. Was it the? I mean, was it on a Mac or a PC? PC. Okay, so you had? Did you have the the boom mic, the little crappy Packard Bell Hewlett Packard? <laughs> you know what I'm talking did, about with the bass. No, the, um, okay. I think I started with the built-in mic, which you know is like the worst thing you can do. Yeah, and then I went to. Uh, uh, radio crack and found a uh, cheapo headset mic and went with that. Uh, I was just there today. I had to buy some cables. Uh, stereo cables. Yeah. There was an old lady there pretending not to know much about her phone. <laughs> she was wearing very tight clothes and she was <laughs> leaning very close to a young man behind the counter <laughs> asking way too many questions about Google and phone calls and what do I do in Google? Tell me about Snapchat. Oh my! No, yeah. 
don't tell anybody over the age of 40 about Snapchat. Oh, goodness. I, 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 uh, I was very interested in that, in that conversation that she was having, though, because she was definitely – I had never seen the stereotype that I – it was back – what was that? What was that movie? Rosie? No, it was on a show. It was a show about waitresses, and and there was one of them. One of the waitresses was really uh, uh, flirty and and uh, Flo, I think her name was. Oh, uh, Mel's Diner. Yeah, Something yeah. Like was that? that what it was? Anyway, uh, I don't know. I just she had that kind of you know smacking her gum kind of thing, and I'm just like, you're hitting on dudes in the flipping Radio Shack, you know? Did she I, have the big hair? She did not, to her credit. She had black, I mean, just stained black hair, like she did it with a magic marker right before she came. Um, but I was like, there, you know, haven't you ever heard of Geek Squad? There's like 17, you know, of these people. And some of them are female, though. I've never seen a female work at Radio Shack. And I, think I have. It. We have them around here. Yeah. They're a rare breed. They, they are. <laughs> I would imagine. Ah, uh, anyway. Um, yeah, that was like the place. That, Radio Shack was like the geek place before geeks were even geeks. Oh yeah, I mean, I remember when you could go into Radio Shack, and you had a if you had a stereo that was broken, you could go in there and there'd be some old dude in there, right? <laughs> yeah, who like invented the 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 piece that that you had broken, and he'd he'd hook it up to some diagnostic equipment and say, "Oh, here's what you need. Here's a." this resistor and this transistor and just solder it on there and it's fixed for like two dollars and fifty cents you know and when i was a kid it was the place to go i mean really the only place for remote controlled anything and they they would have freaking you know the 80s robot from the from the uh from the muppets movie you know i mean it was like that kind of stuff was was real and in, in the front you know right there in the mall so I missed that. Now it's all cell phones, and the, and they still got some crap in the back that you know the the make your own circuit boards and you know stuff like that. But uh, it's definitely not what it was. And now it's apparently a singles bar for old ladies. So yeah. So anyway, but uh, John John has uh, he has produced over one thousand individual episodes. I he wrote that he's produced over a thousand podcasts. I I would not want anyone to misunderstand that and say the man has done how many shows? I mean, me and Cl- between me and Cliff Ravenscraft, we've only done about nine hundred. So, <laughs> so I don't know if you've done a thousand yeah. by yourself. Individual episodes. Yeah. Right. So he's been around for a while. He's also um, he's he's done uh, the the Wired Homeschool. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, the Wired Homeschool is a podcast that I've been doing since 2011, I think, is when I started it. And it is a podcast for homeschoolers. And I talk about technology and how they can integrate it in homeschooling. I uh, talk about internet safety. Sometimes I talk about applications and things that, what, that people can use. What the internet is. <laughs> Well, they figured that out. In 2005, they hadn't figured it out yet, which is why I went from homeschool tech to Jesus Geek. Uh, uh, Because nobody was listening. One of of the main topics you should cover is how they should all learn to type. Because you've heard my theory on homeschoolers, how they're they're great at spelling and all that kind of stuff, but their handwriting is atrocious most of the time that I've ever seen. I know mine was. And... uh, and I talk, but my my daughter, um, my daughter's handwriting's horrible. She uh, she actually got reprimanded about. It. She's like straight A student, dean's list, and she can write well. She just doesn't give two craps about it. Yeah, so. yeah. So we make her redo her her work. <laughs> it's really tough with boys too. You know, it's like boys are like, I don't need to write. Yeah, and then later they're like, I don't need to read. <laughs> seriously my my daughter you know she's nine she reads everything in the world my son he doesn't want to read anything and he's hardly even learned he doesn't see the point so mm. it's weird john says my he, boys read constantly well that's because you're probably this awesome dad slash teacher <laughs> no that would be my, my my wife's the awesome teacher oh do you, did you know that i was homeschooled for a while yes yeah did yeah, you know that my home my homeschool experience was not the best experience? Yeah, and so that when I talk about homeschooling, 
I kind of apply my my experience. I mean, you can't help but do that when you're talking about, you know, like your trip to Disney World and my trip to Disney World. Uh, you know, we're going to we're going to compare. Mine mine started off pretty strong. My mom set up a we lived on three and a half acres of land and uh and we lived in campers. Believe it or not, because the goal <laughs> was we were going to sell our house in Jacksonville. Mom married this new guy. Uh, she had some kids with him. We move out of this land and we're going to build a log cabin. And uh, instead of a log cabin, there was or pre log cabin. I should say there was just this thing called the bunkhouse. And my, and it, it was where we were supposed to set up and have a school. So my mom did, she went on, uh, there was no Craigslist back then, but she got a, a, a chalkboard. She got a ditto machine. Do you know what those are? I'm sure you yep. do. Yeah, they make the purple copies. She got one yep. of those. She got some real desks for me and my two siblings. And wow. and she got a teacher's desk that we had to drag across boards all the way from the front yard <laughs> to the backyard up the uh, – you know, this was like a 900-pound metal 1959 desk. Yep. And we got all this stuff set up, and Mom wrote her name on the top, Mrs. Kennison. It was like legit. We had a freaking American flag and a clock and the whole deal. And that lasted for about one and a half days. The coolness <laughs> wore off for my mom. And we started doing homework at the table. And when I say homework, everything's homework when you're a homeschooler. And so, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, and then eventually that got boring because she didn't want. She, I, I struggled. I struggled a lot with pre-algebra, mostly because I had never learned my multiplication tables. Right. You know, so she was trying to jump straight ahead. And uh, and uh, yeah, it, so anyway, she took me out of school. I want to say halfway into my fifth grade year and put us put me back halfway into my seventh grade year. Oh, and so man. I walked out of the end of elementary school and then got dropped smack into the middle of, uh, of, of, of junior high. And you want to talk about, I mean, we lived on three and a half acres in the middle of nowhere, had no contact with other children for a year and a half, two years, and then dropped in middle school. I didn't know nothing, nothing about nothing. Mm. I didn't even know what a butt crack was. (laughs) Even though you had one. Well, we were walking, me and this guy were walking and and a kid was leaning against a piece of wire, you know, and so his, and so his butt had this divot, you know, a horizontal divot. And the guy said, Hey, his crack goes sideways. And I didn't laugh because <laughs> I didn't know what, why that was funny. I did not have the necessary information to eat. I mean, we never talked about butts. Never. Right. Never. So... A little sad, sad for me. Oh well. But uh, but uh, yeah, the other the other one I think I've told on the show, but it's due repeating is is that uh, um, I was sitting in history class one time and I don't know, it was just I I was just talking. I don't know why I just do that. And I was talking about my father, my stepdad, because he was still new. You know, this was before he got tired of us, <laughs> right? And uh. And I'd seen a picture of him. He's the oldest, and he had like five brothers. And and this picture was really, really unique. I'll use that word now because I'm going to use another word later. And uh, it was unique and odd and weird because my father, being the oldest of the brothers, was the shortest. And then the next uh, youngest and on up, you know, being all the way to number five, who was the youngest, his name's Carrie. He was the tallest. And this picture was just really odd, very peculiar, <laughs> but I didn't use any of those words. I, I used the word queer because I didn't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a good thesaurus word there. You it's know, it's a word. Yeah. It was a legitimate word. And, uh, and so, yeah, they they start laughing at me and stuff. And they're like, tell that story again. And then they, you know, other kids are coming up and stuff. So they're like, yeah, I told the story again. And I'm like, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was weird. Cause I kind of, kind of got the point that it was kind of a, a word maybe that had more meaning than I thought. And they're like, no, no. What'd you say before? I was like, well, it was queer. My, my dad's, my family, my dad's family. It was just queer. They're queer. My all, all the brothers, it was just queer. They're queer. And oh my gosh, they were rolling the floor and I had no idea why. <laughs> To this day, 40, 40 years old, I <laughs> still hate that day. 
so much. So, yeah, I, I'm glad to hear nowadays, even though I do give homeschoolers a hard time, that they have co-ops and stuff and people have proms and and football teams and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Good. We, there's a lot of a uh, lot more socialization that goes on these days than uh, than back in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, I mean, simply because I mean, back in the 80s. It was still illegal in some states. That's right. I remember so if that. You were, if you were homeschooling your kids, you couldn't necessarily take them out and go somewhere in the middle of the day. So, uh, But now yep. that it's legal and legit, there's a lot more, a lot more going on. I remember we were in line at, at, at checking out at Publix in Jacksonville because that's where all the good groceries were. And, uh, and this big lady, this old lady, I mean just – mean just ornery i could just feel it you know she said why aren't the elder ones in school she says that to my mother and says elder you know ones like she's some they got words for that too but i know what they mean now so i can't say them (laughs) but uh you know and she told i homeschooled them and everybody was like oh you know all the ladies in line you know so that shows you how the difference between the 80s and now because nowadays you know everybody'd be like Whatever, I don't care what you're doing with your kids, you know, as long as they're not chewing on me or something like that. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Oh, enough about that. Uh, John says, by the way, just my last brief interrupt, or introduction about John. John said he started listening to NLCast uh, on episode uh, 97, Weenus to the Jaw. Yep. Which that was happened? March 2009, I think. Wow. Wow. So yeah, from uh, there, there have been listeners that have tried to categorize the show, uh, pro, you know, the, the David zone, the, the Trevor era, the, yeah. the, the Jojo debacle, um, you know, all these various, uh, the golden silver and bronze age. So <laughs> I, I, I would say you're probably from the, from the second golden age of nobody's listening. So anyway, um, uh, I guess so. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how it works. I think Trevor was your co-host at the time. Ah, yes, I miss Trevor. Trevor's still doing good stuff. He's doing a racing podcast. Been doing it for years. Very, very popular. iRacingToday, I believe. dot com. Yeah, I remember so, that. So if you yeah. miss him, go say hey to him and tell him I sent you there. Uh, let's do some weekly updates. Um, I'd like to start off by saying that I am doing this podcast for the first time in years, in, since 1997. I'm just kidding. 06. I'm doing it standing. I, um, I, have, I have been experimenting with the idea of standing and having a standing desk instead of sitting and doing my work. And... Uh, I would like to say it's because I read an article online or something like that, but I just read the title that kind of said that sitting is killing you and, and standing is good. And I was like, okay, good. I, I know what the article's about now. I don't need to read that. <laughs> and, um, and, I, and I started trying it because I'm, 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 I'm a hefty dude and I sit a lot right now. I've always kind of sat a lot. My job has always kind of required that. And especially now since I'm mostly doing a lot of podcasting and writing and things like that. So I, I, I switched up my desk, and I've got some photos of that over at jameskennison.com. Uh, but uh, I'm standing, and it's, and it's pretty good. I meant to have my flip-flops on because my flip-flops are very smushy, and the balls of my feet are kind of aching right now. But, uh, but it's good. I hope it will, it will uh, add a spring to my, to my – not to my step, but to my voice. And uh, – it's interesting. We'll just see. I, I did get... You sound like you're projecting better. Oh, really? Do I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. Good deal. I'm but, just making that up. <laughs> I'm projecting. I was eating that up, man. I was like, wow. Uh, I mean, you know, you were a pastor. You know how important it is to project your voice. I, I do. I do. I do. It's to keep everybody awake. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you can feel good. But... um but I also got myself. It came in today. I got myself a a a, 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 a lift chair, not a lift chair, <laughs> like an old lady would have. But one of those, what do they call it? A drafting stool, a pretty good yeah. drafting stool, so I can yeah. sit on it when I need to. But I'm planning on about seventy percent of the time standing. And, and the, the way I understand it, and the way I think I'm going to 
find that I work it out is when I'm doing something where I need to be productive, like posting a show, right? You know, things like that, trying to get stuff done. I'm going to stand. And, and when I'm, um, writing or, um, doing something that requires a lot of, uh, engagement, AKA gaming, <laughs> I, I will be, I'll be sitting. So, I, I've discovered. I don't know if you ever played. I don't know how much of a gamer you are. I I've just discovered a game that that is not new. Uh, and it's new to me. I bought it a while back. Uh, it's called Faster Than Light. Mm, you ever no, heard of it? Never played it. Never heard of it. it. It's basically a it's a space game, but you, you I guess you, you're in charge of the different rooms of the spaceship. And you have to manage that while oh. while you so you don't pilot and you don't do all the it's, it's it's different. You just have a face down view, and you have a pilot room. You have a, 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 a you know your your shields room. You have a weapons room. You have an oxygen room, and all this kind of stuff. And you have like three guys. You start off with. You have to keep them alive. You have to go and run and, and keep stuff going while you're shooting the other guys and the guys are targeting your systems and you're targeting their systems. And mm-hmm. and it's, it's pretty darn interesting. You have a certain amount of energy and you have to you have to uh, make sure you're not, uh, you know, wait. I don't know if something if if something dies, you got to fix it in real time. It, it's really cool. It's a good game. So if you ever play Faster Than Light, I don't know if there's a multiplayer or anything like that, but look me up on Steam. And we can be friends and, and we can talk about it because I have only unlocked one additional uh, spaceship, so I'm not really good at it. All right, so so this is the uh, the iPad game then? I think it just came out on iPad. Oh, okay. But I, oh, yeah, it did. Look at that. I'm looking at the date because I just looked it up and I'm like, oh, it's an I, iPad game. That and might be. said Steam and I'm like, oh. I'm not seeing any Steam stuff here. <laughs> that might be why I'm actually playing it. I think I saw that. I'm like, well, I'm not buying it. I've already got this thing somewhere, and I haven't done anything with it. So, <laughs> And now that I say that, I don't think I bought it on Steam. I think I bought it on GOG.com as part of some package deal. So, Right. Anyway, if somebody help me out, give me some, give me some tips. Um, I wanted to share with you guys real quick, just, just something small. My, I should probably record my son's prayers every night. He is, <laughs> he is six years old, re- very recently six, and, and he prays for a long time. Sometimes he pauses and ponders things to pray about, and I just want him to get done, you know, at some point. <laughs> Because I'm thrilled that he prays. I, you know, I love that. I, I think it's great that he's creative, that he doesn't do this rote, remembered, you know, now and lay me down to sleep thing. Not that there's anything wrong with that. He, 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 but he actually thinks about things. I just wish he would do it in advance. But lately, he's just kind of, he, he, he always throws these thankful things in at the end. And uh, this is just an example of one, the only one I could remember. It was kind of random, and he just says, "Thank you, God, for moms, for humans, costumes, and movies." Awesome. So, so that was the <laughs> was the prayer for today, uh, or for the other night. Uh, tonight, I can't remember what it was, but it was not as it was not as random and creative. But I love that he just the costumes got thrown in there around along with the entire human race. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. <laughs> so I like that. Uh oh, my daughter. She lost another tooth. She's always losing teeth. I think she pulls them out on purpose, or she finds things that look like teeth and fake it somehow. Because she's making money <laughs> hand over right. fist with this deal. So she comes to me, and uh, I started this thing years ago with her that the the tooth fairy would write her little notes on tiny pieces of paper and tiny oh, little handwriting, yeah. and 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 then my wife started taking this over, but my wife's not, I don't know that she's not as creative. I, I just don't know that she cares as much about, <laughs> about the mythos as, uh, as I do. And I, I think right. as my daughter ages, I think she's just like, whatever. So she wrote a note and said, thanks for the tooth. Here's three bucks. Peace out or something like that. My daughter brings me the note and she goes, she just says this. She goes, mom's handwriting, mom's smiley face. I've known ever since you told me about Santa Claus, but I do it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> Three bucks, man. Uh, wow. she, she used to get five, but somehow we, we what? 
I know, man. I used to get a quarter. I got a quarter. Oh, man. I don't give my kids that much. I can't afford to give my kids that much. Well, she, she, we just we don't do anything for her, you know, other than feed her and stuff like that. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, when she need, I never had money when I was a kid, you know, like my mom would give us a dollar maybe a month, you know, and I just thought that was the best thing in the world. So, yeah, I we you know, she's got a few, but she she when it comes time for her to want to buy something though, she's got this money. And uh, it turns out to save us a lot of money in the long run because she, then she's like, "Oh, I don't want to spend that," you know. I'm, yeah, yeah. So it it it's got a it's got a positive side. Most of my kids don't spend their money either, you know. So I don't know, if, uh, you know, your audience probably doesn't know this, but I have seven kids. Oh my god, I didn't know um, that. No, you didn't know that. My oldest is in college. She's going to be finishing up his sophomore year. Uh, so, so yeah, I got six six kids still at home. Wow. Um, so, man, if I was giving five dollars a tooth to my yeah, kids, I'd yeah. be like, "Sorry, kids. No, we've only we got. Can't we can't eat this month because the tooth fairy took all of our money." No joke. No, our our we only got the two, and uh, there's a three year gap there. So there's never been a Jay hasn't lost it yet. So once we're about done with her, we'll we'll start on with him. So, but right. I, but he'll never know about the five dollars. He'll, he'll never know. <laughs> Back then Starting it was just off at a quarter. Oh yeah, it was. A, you know, we had one kid. She was special. Everything she did was awesome. You know, we we were keeping her poops in little storage bags, and you know, <laughs> it's all kinds of stuff. That's what actually what Jay's going to get when when his tooth start falling out. He's going to get <laughs> telling us it was tooth fairy poop. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tell him it's unicorn poop. So I'm standing, you know, I got the standing. I, I've rigged my desk into a standing desk, meaning I've used paint cans and old scraps of wood to kind of levitate all this stuff up off the surface of my real uh, desk. And so my wife comes in and she says, oh, this is kind of cool. And I tell her why. And she says, oh, wow. But, but she has a question. She says, what do you do when you, when you want to sit? And I took her quite literally, and, and I said, well, see what I do. And I reach back at my, my little chair, and I'm like, I, I, I start to back my butt up toward this, <laughs> this thing. This is called a seat. And I fold myself in half, <laughs> and I place myself down. And she's slapping me and hit me by this point, you know, like, you, know, you know what I meant? But um, I, I'm very proud to say that my my wife's um, – uh, her the way she says things and the way she asks things, I'm not the only one that's ever picked on her about it. Back when she was a kid, when she was younger, when we were dating, um, she her, I was I was up there in Pennsylvania with her her grandfather uh, happened to be in the room, and she goes, uh, she runs in and asks her grandma, "Is this a swimming towel?" Because yeah, they were going to go swimming, and and he goes, <laughs> "I don't know, throw it in and see <laughs> if it'll swim." Right, and uh, I thought that was great. And uh, so, yeah, I keep it going in his absence. So, awesome. So how do you sit? How do you sit? How do you sit? I sit the same freaking way I would before. I don't know. Uh, my son doesn't know what um, headphones are. He calls them ear puffs. <laughs> ear puffs. Yeah, because they're the same as ear muffs, I suppose. And he doesn't know what muffs are, so he just says ear puffs. And um, that's Jay's. It's a Jayism. I should probably start a whole segment of the show. Just on Jayisms, there you go. Because uh, he's yeah. he's crazy. He's playing um he's playing baseball or t-ball. I'm sorry, right now, and and he's not very good at it. And I and I'm very honest about that. I'm not like the typical dad in in the stands yelling, "Hey, you don't get your butt up, hustle, show some hustle." You know, this is all about me, not about you. And uh, so I'm not like that. And uh, so he was doing something. Uh, he was up to bat. That's what it was. And this guy comes up and he sits in front of me with a clipboard and he overhears me say, my son sucks <laughs> at baseball. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, no, he doesn't. And, and he's trying to be all, you know, weepy, friendly, happy, overly, right. whatever, overly, whatever. And I'm like, no, no, he really does. He sucks bad. <laughs> and because and, and, and he's sitting there and he's supposed to hit five in a row and he's missing all of them but one, you know. And the one he hits just drops off the tee, basically. You know, and, and I'm trying to tell him he sucks really bad at this, but it's okay. He's six. And, and you know what? There's lots of other options for him besides professional tee ball, you right. know. 
there, he's probably going to be. Oh, he'll probably have to just settle down and I don't know, be a be an engineer or something. You know, that'd just be be horrible. But he he didn't get my point. He's so serious because he he just says, uh, "Well, I'll tell you what." He's just horrified that I'm this terrible father, um, which somehow is more offensive apparently than the dads that are clawing at the field like, "Run, run, you fool!" You know. Yeah. Uh, so he, he just says, "Well, just you know, at the age he's had, he's playing exactly how he should." And I said, "Yeah, I agree. He he sucks. <laughs> he's, that's why he's you know why he sucks. Partly, I mean, he may be awesome later, but right now the point is he does suck. And you you're you're you know this 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 thing now that we do where kids don't have to earn their um, oh, yeah. Yeah. their specialness. You know, yeah. you're you're just special because you're special. You don't have to behave. You don't have to do good at anything. You're just special. Oh, we don't describe to that." In the Kennison household, you are awesome, and we love you. But if if uh, but if you suck at something, <laughs> we're going to tell you. Uh, and uh, so my wife tells me later, she's like, "That was like the CEO or the or the da 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 guy for the entire little league, you know." And this and the other, <laughs> well, that's I don't care, you know. So I, now I know why he cared so much. At least it gave me uh, a little thing, but yeah, I just want to let everybody know my son is six and he is absolutely horrible at T-ball. He is not the worst on his team, which is saying something. There is a kid that is worse, right. a kid that walks and almost traipses downright. It's it traipsing is halfway between skipping and walking. And he kind of traipses between the ba- bases. This is not my son. I'm talking about, I'm talking about this other kid, but, um, my son is not much better than the traipsing guy. He, he just has no interest in it. He doesn't care. I, and that's what I told the guy. I'm like, he's like, uh, with your son, you know, he, he might get better. I said, I don't know. His dad wasn't any good. His dad sucked too. Because <laughs> that was me. I hated D-ball. Right, right. The worst. But Does uh, he want to be there at least? Is he having fun? Yeah, he, he does. He likes to outfit. He loves to hit the ball. He, that's, that's what good. he lives for. And he's good at stopping it when it's rolling towards him. Mm. Um, but the rest of the time, he, he and he and he's not like looking around at stuff. So I'm 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 with him there. I, I appreciate that. But no, he's not. You know, hustling after the ball and trying to make you know moves and doing all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's just not going to be his thing. But you're supposed to do this. I'm just not. I don't really fit with the group of people. That that like they live and breathe their kids' sports, right? You know, like it's a, an important part of their life. I'm like, no, it's just t-ball, and it's awesome that my kid's getting a chance to do it. But no, I'm I'm not huffing and puffing and throwing stuff at the umpire and yelling at people and you know this that, and the other. So eh, we'll see. Uh, let's see what else. What else do I have here? Ear puffs, guy. Oh. Psh- <laughs> It'd probably save this, but one more, one more. Um, we, me, me and my kids, we go to the, uh, we we go to the library quite a bit, and um, and we were driving down the road there, and as we're we're, we're there is a um, a school zone. It's a very tricky school zone, very short one, very short. I want to talk about like one. It's just probably just one intersection. And uh, I'm noticing as I'm driving through this thing, I'm going very slow because I always, I always do this. I always, I go through like three of these things every single time I go to pick up my kids. So I'm really used mm-hmm. to them. I know it's there. I'm going through it very carefully, and and I'm so glad by the end of the story that I did because I see this guy, and he's a he's a big dude. And he's wearing shorts, and he has a has a nice little golf shirt on, and he's and he's got his arms crossed, and he's kind of looking up at the sky and kind of looking around. And I, and I notice in his hand, he's got a hair dryer. I'm like, that's the weirdest thing I ever saw, but I don't think too much of it. I mean, I've, I've had stories where guys had machetes in their hands, you know. So I drive past, and and it, and I see. Uh, these two cop cars pulled around the corner, just sitting there, and I'm like, "Oh, oh my gosh, this guy, this guy's—he's a—he's 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 a cop. 
He's not a. Uh, he's, and that was not a. You know, it was a, a hair dryer. Yeah, it wasn't a hair dryer. It was one of them speedo guns or whatever. Radar gun. Yeah. Ra- oh, radar. I like speedo guns. You shoot shoot it with a speedo, and you got yeah. you got tight yeah. underwear on, just like that. <laughs> Boom. Just say no, no, no speedo guns. <laughs> speedo gun. Make it happen, internet. Um, <laughs> no, no. See, so you don't understand. <laughs> I grew up in Germany. Oh, so I saw lots of old guys in speedos. Oh. So no speedo guns. <laughs> Well, anyway, so the guy, you know, obviously, uh, so I show my kids, I'm like, guys, you know what the guy right there, he was, he was getting people. And then the, oh, there's two cars. It was so cool. It was like a trap, you know, they were just waiting. And then sure enough, two blocks down, there's two cop cars with two guys that they pulled over. And so I got to see like the whole timeline, you know, that it's like, we're going to get you, we're going to got you, we're going to, you know, and then we're going to, going to cinch you up and throw you throw you out and get you get your money and all that kind of stuff. So then I was thinking that was so dang cool. I almost wish I had, you know, sped a little bit because I would have loved to have seen it in action, you know. <laughs> were, were you driving along going, bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? I should have. I, I, you know, I, I should have gone. I should have gone all the way around the block and then kind of <laughs> cruised through there and, and got got by giant speedo gun guy. That would be great. <laughs> I would have, I'd have some new pajamas, and I would also, it would be worth the money. I don't know how much it is. I it's it's, it's quite a bit actually. I have been. I hear they don't have any standing desks uh, in, in in prison there, dude. <laughs> prison. Well, I wasn't gonna hit him. I was just gonna drive past him a little faster than normal, so I could get there, could get see it in action, see it in war, at work. Uh, oh, one more. Uh, my dog. I have a dumb dog. Stupid dog. I've been w- wanting to tell people about him. He's a he's a he's a he's a Shih Tzu, as they say. It's sh- it's Shih Tzu is is what it is. But I enjoy his name. It's great. It's, it's Moffat, <laughs> and Moffat is stupid. He's just a stupid dog. And my kids try to. They know I don't like him. They know I'm I'm not fond of him, and I think he's dumb. And so. Um, Jenna comes popping in here and Jay and they're like, oh, dad, the dog knows his name. It's so awesome. He knows his name. And and I said, I, I don't I don't believe you. They're like, here, watch, watch, Moffat, Moffat. And the dog comes to him and they're like, see? And I'm like, well, watch this. And I go out there and I'm like, Robot George, Robot George. And, Ro- and freaking Robot George comes right on over <laughs> and sits at my feet. And they're just all oh, there. They they were horrified for a moment, you know, that the dog is an idiot and doesn't and will respond to anything you call him. But now he has a new name, and his name is Robot George. George. And Robot George gets called once in a there's while. There's a there's a couple that goes to my church, and they have a they have a German Shepherd, and uh, it, that's about as big as a horse. <laughs> it's huge. It's the biggest German Shepherd I've ever seen. His name's Rudy. And this dog, you can talk to this dog like a person, and he'll respond to you. <laughs> and he, it's just is he it's write amazing. is he write little notes or has well, he does no he just kind of like he he you know he sits back and goes well you know I was thinking about uh, the other day you know <laughs> Feinstein the other day he was talking about uh <laughs> <laughs> oh that was a great Dane uh, uh, that's true. I haven't had a dog since I was in high school. Um, I wanted to get one when we got married, but but my my wife is allergic to like anything with fur, uh-huh. so it's it wasn't happening, you know. So we, we weren't we weren't going to have we weren't going to have a dog in the house as well, much as much as I want one. Apparently, you know, Moffat in the style of dog he is, they're supposed to be hypoallergenic or whatever. So if you're allergic yeah. to dogs, you're not supposed to be allergic to my dog. Nope. Really? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 gets in bed with me and starts sneezing, you know, when we go to bed at night cuz I'm so hairy. No, I'm not really that hairy, but <laughs> uh, yes, I um I I I there's a joke there somewhere I just can't. Yeah, can't come I cried, up with it. <laughs> but you know, it's a comedy podcast. I'm <laughs> like wah wah wah. Uh, so, John, what's been going on in your life this week? Oh, man. You know, here's the thing. It seems like nothing funny ever happens to me. I listen to these. I used to listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. And I'm listening to these podcasts. And 
people are coming up with all these crazy wild stories. And I'm thinking to myself, man, nothing funny ever happens to me. And so, yeah, but here's something that's been, I'll tell you something that has been going on in my house lately. Um, like I said, I've got six, six kids in the house and uh, I, I used to kind of make this, make this habit of going around and, and, and burping loudly and, and then saying, excuse me. Okay. You know, because you got to say, excuse me after you burp, right? Cause, well, well, when you have six kids that start emulating your behavior, I usually just say, I didn't mean to because I get in trouble. <laughs> you know, you got six kids that, that, that start emulating your behavior. It's mm. like every time you turn around. <laughs> and my daughter, she's 14, man. Oh, she could win a burping contest, let me tell you. She'd be embarrassed to hear this. I don't know. And my son, who's in college, who listens to the podcast, I don't know if he's listening now. So, ah. but, uh, but hey, hey, Zachary, how you doing? I'll hey, make yeah. sure he listens to this. He's, yeah, that was your dad. That was your dad. <laughs> oh, he's gross. No, no, no. no, he knows that wasn't me. No. <laughs> anyway, so so that was that was going on in the house for a while. You know, the kids are just walking around and just. You know, letting out these huge belches and then saying, and then saying, excuse me, man. So, so I had to kind of, so I can't do it anymore. Right. Because if I tell them, Hey, stop that. I have to stop it too. Right. So, you know, just like John can't talk about, you know, farts anymore. Farts aren't funny anymore. Burps aren't funny anymore. By yeah, house. yeah. When your so. kids pass, they, they become, they're still funny. They just become disruptive. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so, I mean, those kind of things and, you know, most of my stuff, like I said, I don't, just funny stuff doesn't happen to me. I don't, I don't know what it is. You know, John walks into a Starbucks and sees some, some weird lady in, in pants that are too thin and, you know, and, and I'm glad I didn't see anything like that, but. Well, it is true. You do have to look, you, you kind of have to go through your week and you have to look for it because sometimes. And, and I, I actually carry around a notebook and I write these things down because if I don't, I will absolutely, I'll forget it. I mean, my son talking about um, thanking, thanking God for costumes. I mean, that's right. something that will, it'll blend into the background of your mind. But um, yeah, when you have like six hours notice, then that's not enough time really to start taking notes. But uh, <laughs> it's true. That's true. I asked John on late, 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 late today because uh, John Steinklobber is enjoying his anniversary. His, uh, I don't know what anniversary, but uh, older than his oldest kid anniversary. How about that? <laughs> and uh, he got his, he has his priorities all jacked up. And so he, he decided to go and, and celebrate that. And I'm like, in your anniversary, whenever you say it is, it could have been. That's right. You're the man. Make her submit. So. Tell her our anniversary is not tonight. It's tomorrow night. You know what my daughter did to me today? She depressed me. I don't know why, but I'm I've I've got only four months left till my next birthday. And uh and so she spreads she she throws that down on me today in the middle of Target. <laughs> and I just turned forty just five or six weeks ago. And so forty freaking one is coming 41. up yep. right around the corner. And um, so when we're doing our prayers with her, you know, uh, I, I, I'm like, I always I take it. Daddy doesn't fall and break his hip. Well, I pray and then she prays and I'm like, God, you know, please uh, help me to not be so sad that my birthday's coming. And that kind of blows her mind because she's nine. And she's like, how can you be sad? I'm like, shut up, I'm praying. This is very important. <laughs> and uh, so since she interrupted me, I, I ended with, uh, and Lord, please help my daughter to grow up to be a great man of God. Amen. And she's like, what? She starts pushing on me. She climbs on my back as I'm leaned over the bed, you know? And, um, and so she starts to pray and, uh, or no, she, she's laughing cause she's on my back upside down, you know? And, uh, and so I start to stand up and I'm like, pray, pray or I'll stand all the way up. <laughs> and so she, it was the quickest prayer, quickest bedtime prayer ever, which was, a, which was great because my son's, like I said, he, he you could write a book. I, I, I probably will record the next one um, and I will put them out. I'll put one on the show next week. 
Yeah, that sounds. I don't think that breaks any kind of privacy laws. I mean, there's no way he could come back and sue me when when he's like 10 or whatever. He starts becoming aware, gets his own Facebook page and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) I'm sure we've probably had some funny prayers in my house too, you know, it's like. uh, But I can't remember any right now. (laughs) They all blend together. (laughs) (laughs) So... uh, but yeah, I'm going to be 41 this year too. Oh, really? Then, See, I now forgive me, but I thought there was this major age difference between us for some reason. So I you know. just started having kids a lot sooner. You're the kind of guy I'm very jealous of. <laughs> because we we got married in 1996 um, and we waited 8 years to have Jenna and mm. you've actually been married longer than I have. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I got married in 98. And you've got a college kid and your youngest is 14? No, no. My youngest is six. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you're just – you spread them out, dude. Yeah, no, no. We spread them out. Yeah. See, I've got friends. Most of my my friends, uh, my peers – I don't really have any friends, but my peers – uh, their their youngest is going into high school, and I'm just like, oh, oh, I'm yeah. so jealous. Yeah, no, no, I became uh, I, I became a uh, instant daddy when I got married. So uh, there you go. It was, uh, it was it was a good thing, you know. Great, great kid. He's a great kid. I love him. Oh, we 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 waited. I had to make sure that she was going to stay married to me before I had <laughs> kids with her. Because I was very suspicious. I'm like, I did pretty good, Dad Gum, and I you know, better than I thought I would. <laughs> i going to make sure she's going to hang around before I start having kids. Uh, let me tell you a little bit real quick about Pat Patreon. I, I've been pronouncing it every single way. The first time I ever said it, I said Patreon. And then I was like, no, it's a misspelling of patron. And then I watched a video on the subject, and they call themselves Patreon. So it's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. As of today, I'd like to thank all 20 of our ba- backers. We have 20 or 21 backers Awesome, and uh, and that they're they're together helping us to raise fifty seven dollars per episode, and I, I appreciate that. I just wanted to say thank you, and I also wanted to say I hate all of you because we had a thing that I said that I w- if you got up to fifty dollars um, this week, I saw that, that that I would take a belfie of myself and put it on as my my main profile picture. In Facebook, where all of my Christian friends and <laughs> um, everybody, my parent, my family, <laughs> where all these people come together, and um, and so I did, I did that. You guys made me do it. And the first one I took, I took the night that we clicked over to fifty bucks. And and do you know how you know I talked about it on the show? How, how I thought it was nigh into impossible to get that angle. I actually had to experience that. I had this stupid camera flipped around. Of course, I had to put it facing me, <laughs> you know, so so it's the one-point megapixel one, you know, or whatever. And I'm trying to look, and I'm trying to turn around and get this thing behind me. And it, I, want, I want to challenge everyone. I do not want you to post your results, but I do want you to try to take a picture of your own butt square on. It is... <laughs> I could not do it. If you're a yoga master or a freaking transformer, you could just pivot at your waist, um, then you've got a chance. But it is hard. I, the best thing I could do was a pretty good profile shot. And then everybody's like, hey, you, you said you'd be wearing jeans. And they're critiquing my <laughs> my belfie, my butt sh- selfie. And so the next day I, I stuck a, a, a cloth into my pants pocket and then I let it drape out. Um, like I was, like I was uh, a 1980s uh, rock and roll star. There you and, go. And I took another shot and put it up. And uh, my sister was the first. It was lots of comments, but the first really good one was when when my sister says, just on her own wall, she's like, "Why am I seeing pictures of my brother's butt everywhere?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I, I lost a bet." Okay, that that sounds better than me offering to do it for money. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, John Steinklobber is the one that really dared me, and uh, he owes me five bucks. And uh, I checked the date. I have one more day before I can pull it down. I told us, I told everybody it'd be seven days. Yeah. And Dad Gummit, if it ain't tomorrow, that I've got to, I got to wait to put it up or wait to take it down. 
And uh, actually, you know, after, after all the hate I gave that lady for saying, you know, your your whole identity, your butt is is better than than your face for your for your, <laughs> I actually prefer it <laughs> to my face. <laughs> I think it I think it represents me more than my face does. I, I have noticed that no one has tagged you, tagged your photo yet. So I have, I have gone ahead and done that for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I did have one guy. He emails me because I told my, I told my wife, I'm like, there's going to be three different kinds of people. There's going to be people that see it and they know it's a joke, it's cool, they listen to the show, whatever. And then there's going to be on the on the far other end. There's going to be these folks that are just like, oh my goodness, James, do you know? You know, it's probably an accident. You probably didn't mean to do it. You know, it's any other, but you're gonna put it on. You gotta. You have your profile picture is your butt, and they won't even think about the fact that I took the picture and that I would have uploaded it and what was involved. You know. So anyway, I had said that on the last show, and um, one of the listeners basically says exactly that through a message on Facebook, and I didn't. He did such a good job. I actually thought he was exactly the kind of person I was thinking of. And I wrote back and I was like, yeah, I just lost a bet. And he goes, okay, now I need you to know that I did that on purpose. And I feel, <laughs> I don't want you to think I'm an idiot. I'm like, oh, okay, good. Good. Cause you, you, you convinced me. You had me thinking, thinking you were that. So anyway, Patreon, please uh, consider going over there and help us out. I mean, uh, a penny a show, 50 cents a show, a dollar a show. It's just a fun way to help us out. Um, and, and there are rewards if when you help us out per show. Matter of fact, just today I bought all of the envelopes for the, for the massive four-inch stickers that I now regret buying that won't fit into a standard size envelope. Stupid James, <laughs> stupid James, stupid James. I just wanted to have a cool freaking uh, sticker, and, and now it's too giant to go into a regular envelope, so I had to pay extra money for that so see that's what i do because i love you and we're really close to 60 bucks and if you'll get to 60 bucks i i added a, a bonus on there um we'll start adding the recap songs back in on the show all right and uh and, and i'm not doing that just saying hey we'll never do recap songs if you don't do this i'm just you know it it's just it's kind of a stressful thing sometimes and uh if you know if you want it <laughs> Help us out. <laughs> Help us out. You know, this is all I do anymore is do podcasts. So it'd be awesome. So you guys did 50. You did a belf. You got a belfy and it goes down tomorrow. John owes me five bucks. And uh, just because of that also, you know, we've got live shows now. Um, tonight we're doing it on, on Thursday at 930 uh, p.m. Eastern. But uh, most of the time you'll catch us over at podcast.nlcast.com slash live at uh, 930 p.m. Eastern. On, uh, on Tuesday nights. If not Tuesday, we do it on Thursday. So it's a good fallback. So we hope to see you over there. i got a few stories I want to throw in right before we get out of here. Uh, and, and some letters. One of them says, uh, this is from Caroline. She says, I just want to say hi and that I'm so grateful for the podcast. It has helped me through countless days of boring homeschooling. <laughs> John, I, I put that in just for you. Uh, uh -huh. she, says, she says, we school online. S-C-H-O-O. She forgot the L. We school online. Thanks again, Caroline. So we school uh, online. She's grateful for the podcast because it gets us through countless days of boring homeschooling. And and this is my question: How is this young lady uh, doing homeschooling and listening to a podcast at the same time? How does that work? I don't know. It doesn't work in my house. Yeah, I wouldn't think it'd work <laughs> at all. But uh, she's pulling it off somehow. This, uh, this one just says, "Dear, I am Brazilian." I've been living in Sao, Sao Paulo and Sao Paulo. Oh, okay, Sao Paulo. And I would like to say thank you a lot for your job with the podcast. That's awesome. Incredible. Sorry for my English. I'm an English student. Thank you one more time. God bless you, life and your family. Hug Sel Selton. Selton. And Selton, I just want to say thank you so much for that. And um, you are a better English writer than most people that have ever written this show. So especially um, middle schoolers who are English students by default. So good on you, man. English is better than my Portuguese. So <laughs> This one's from Keith. My brother had just bought a, t a huge two-story house uh, 
He says, I wanted to, he wanted to prank his wife. She's a little overprotective of him due to the fact that he is blind. So he had his son wait at the top of the stairs and suddenly yell out, Mom, Dad just fell down the stairs. Of course he hadn't. He had just positioned himself at the foot of the stairs, sprawled spread eagle on the floor. <laughs> his wife sees him. She screams. She run, starts running down the stairs. Enjoying the joke, he says, My brother, face down, couldn't stop laughing. As he laid there silently laughing, his laughter caused him to start to rock erratically. Oh, no. <laughs> causing even more of a scare because his wife saw a cord running across his body. It was from a headphone cord from his digital audiobook reader. And she thought that the spasms were her, was her hubby getting electrocuted. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so it went from, you know, what would have been a five to, or actually a 10 to like a 17. So not only is he falling down the stairs, he's being electrocuted. She says, it, he said, Keith says it took a while to calm her down and to get her to believe it was just a joke. So um, it would be awesome. What, what would have been great is if she rolls him over and he, and he's talking in the voice of the e-reader because <laughs> it's somehow transferred its soul into his guts. So blind people are hilarious. Apparently, I I don't know nearly enough of them. Now it, it would have been even funnier if if uh, if she had rolled him over and said, "Are you okay?" and uh, and he said, "I'm fine. <laughs> I'm healed. Don't uh, worry, I'm fine." <laughs> can't do that one. Uh, my husband helps lead youth group at our church. We hosted a murder mystery with the youth of our home because those lead you into a right into Christ's arms. Right Praise away. the Lord. In the mystery, the lights go out and someone dies. Not really, but it's part of the party. And then it's after Jesus, the, Jesus died. That's right. And who killed him? Hmm. We'll figure it out <laughs> over the course of the night. <laughs> was it Mrs. Green? Was it Mr. Was it Professor Plum? <laughs> it was the Romans on Golgotha. The Romans, the Romans with, with the cross. The cross. <laughs> oh God! Just save oh, save oh, me a okay. seat in hell. Oh, dude, this, this reminds me of a funny story. It's Easter time. Okay. Okay. Also known know. as Christmas. Yeah, Easter time. Easter, I've, I've never Easter, called it Easter, Easter time. time. It's that you season. Know. Yeah, that's that season. We're getting there, and uh, we had this cross up on our sliding glass door that, that my kids had, one of my kids had colored. And then we also had like these cut out heads of Jesus that they had colored too. And it's no joke. One of my kids, I don't remember which one it was, made up the game, pinned the Jesus on the cross. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hard because you've got two points of contact, three actually. That you would well, have to have just, squared up. We just had these Jesus heads that they were sticking to the cross. <laughs> oh, see, I imagine it'd be the whole body. And, and there, you know, you're like, oh, no, you got one point, And he's just hanging off one hand, you know, kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So if you're good. ever looking for a, a game in Sunday school, you know, on Good Friday, there's always pin the Jesus on the cross. That's true. It won't get any phone calls back from the parents at all. No. So this uh, this this murder mystery, she says, uh, after the person dies, the police outline the dead body in tape. This is apparently part of the game. Well, the person who was the cop didn't bring any tape. So my husband comes up with a brilliant idea of duct tape, the handyman's right. secret weapon. Yeah, the rednecks... Uh, uh, secret ammo. After the party, we lifted up the duct tape along with the finish off of my hardwood floor. Yeah. So now we have a dead body outline in our dining room <laughs> wood. <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> uh, that's great. How do you fix that crap? I, I would leave it. I would paint it white. I would just go over it and own it. That's right. And every time you had friends over, you're like, yep, teenager died here. <laughs> so it was. Or you could just, hey, if your kids were young enough, you could convince them, you know, this is what, this was Billy, he was your older brother. <laughs> he didn't like cleaning his room either. So, yeah. Now he, he died under the table. But, um, say, my family and I love your show. Glad you're back. Miriam. Miriam, thank you. Keep them coming, girl. Love it. Let me do one more and then we'll get out of here. Um, 
Uh, this is from our, our pregnant mommy, our first-time mommy. She sent in one the other day about freaking out about her husband trying to help her out. She says, I'm supposed to be due in a week, but uh, ba- the first baby's never come on time. That's true. That's true. She says, my mom and I were walking around Home Depot for an hour trying to figure out what we needed for some simple home improvements. A house in a neighborhood recently burned down, and so I decided smoke detectors were a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good suggestion. Yeah, just a slight one. But by the time we located them, among all of the bathtubs, light fixtures, and electrical stuff, I was downright tired. And so, looking at my options, I had to sit right there on the floor. No, they got they got seats in the toilet section, but she didn't, <laughs> she didn't do that. But she's uh, she's sitting down on the floor uh, where the less expensive uh, smoke detectors were. So she didn't have to bend over while she was looking at him. Well, the man went to turn down the aisle um, and he saw me on the floor and he started to back out. But then he stopped and he looked at me again. And finally, he exclaimed, oh, good, you're not in labor. (laughs) (laughs) My mom thought he was being sweet and asked him if he had planned on helping. And the man says, oh, no, no way. (laughs) He says, I was about to run. If she was if she was in labor, I was going to go down a different aisle. But I was very actually happy to find out she wasn't because I needed to get something off of this aisle. <laughs> so uh, chivalry is dead, and uh, it is dead. He proceeded to walk right past us, and, and she says, "I just kept looking at the dizzying array of smoke detectors, and tried to decide if I should suddenly fake a labor for the first time, <laughs> mommy." I will say that I know this young lady, and she is a homeschool a product of homeschool. And the uh, and, and it's funny that that I see the homeschool influence in little ways, and that dizzying array of smoke detectors right there says it to me. It's like I didn't know what smoke detectors were, <laughs> and now <laughs> and now there's a dizzying array of smoke detectors. But uh, I can't believe they have a house without smoke detectors in them. That's I, uh, you can't build a house without smoke detectors. You haven't been able to do that for like 20 years. My house is awesome. It's It was built in 1976, and um, it's a block house. It's really old, and you know, it's been updated here and there. But it has smoke detectors, but they were they were not hardwired into the house like the new houses are, you know, where they're all connected. Right. Um, but it does have the original smoke detectors from 1976 in them. Oh, and man. There's, they're as big as dinner plates. I kid you not. And I have any lights or anything, but they are wired into the house. They have no batteries. They are just electrical, whatever, whatever. And obviously, we don't depend on them primarily. But they have this awesome. I mean, all right, you know when a when a when a when a fire truck goes down the street, they got that wee wee. Yeah. Then they blow the air horn, and then they go. Eh, 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 yeah. eh. It makes that noise. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> it is a mechanical something's in there wiggling and flicking against something and um my kids beg me to put them on my shoulders and uh and go <laughs> and go push the button cuz it freaks their mom out every single time <laughs> we do it and it happens to share a wall with our private bathroom and so when mommy's in there that's when i beg them to let them put <laughs> please get on my shoulders and push the button <laughs> <laughs> for mommy because if i do it i get in trouble but if i let them do it i get a little bit of trouble for letting them do it but not nearly as much as if i did it all by myself i don't know how yeah. that works because Find that loophole using them actually denotes more uh you know more planning but uh and it should result in more trouble but whatever whatever all right guys that's our show for this week i have a lot more stuff i wanted to read let me do one more this show can run a little tiny bit long uh, la, 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 la. Uh, let's see here. One day in the summer, this is from middle school, so I'm going to read it like one. One day in the summer, I was like bored, super duper bored. So I decided to see if my head would fit in between the two bars of wood that are on my bed. And I might mention that, um, even though I'm still talking in this voice, he included a picture of the underside of his bed. So he's talking about the wooden boards that support his box springs on the upper bunk. Okay. If you're familiar with this. So he says, he says, I want to see if my head would fit between the bars of wood that are under my bed. So my head is really big 
and my family makes fun of me for it. But anyway, let's just say that my head got stuck and my mom freaked out, but everyone else thought it was being really funny. My dad had to push me back through the bars to get me out. It was really funny. And in case you didn't notice, it was really funny. Sent from my iPod, Zeke. You know what I took away the most from that story? Zeke is a middle schooler. And he has an iPod. He has a freaking iPod. <laughs> you know when I had an iPod? When I freaking earned the money for it. Dad, well, got my, it. My daughter has my. I have a middle school daughter. She's got an iPod, but it was it's a second generation iPod that yeah. I had that I gave to my son that then went to my oldest daughter that then went to my middle school daughter. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, my daughter has a Kindle Fire. Is first generation, and it was my wife's before she got her iPad Mini. So. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Cool. Well, I think that'll do it. I think that'll do it for today. And if uh, if you sent in a story and you haven't heard it read, don't worry, they're in the list. They're on the list. We just got to get to it. You know, we talk. I I talked a lot this this show. So. You did. You talked a lot, man. I did. I ran my mouth. God bless it. Who would have thought a podcaster? Would have talked so much. Well, anyway, that's the show, guys. I appreciate all of you. I especially appreciate you, John, for helping us out last minute. Oh, no problem. Thank Make, you for inviting me. No problem, man. I want everybody to go over there. And if you're a homeschool kid, and there are a lot of them that listen to the show, uh, thewiredhomeschool.com is where he gets serious talking about homeschooling and parents and how they can integrate technology into their homeschool. So go over there. And uh, be taken seriously for a while. It, it feels completely opposite of listening to the show. So be good. <laughs> Send your stories and try to keep them around 400 words or less to James at NLCast.com. You can visit our website, podcast.nlcast.com, where you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can leave us an iTunes review if that's how you found us. And check out the archive of NLCast Network shows available for download at NLCast.com. Thanks to our patrons. Thanks for Rob Govers for our theme music. Thanks to our spouses for letting us record. Our contributors and John and everyone who listens. And happy anniversary, John Steinklobber. And remember, when you tell your funny life story, tell it like nobody's listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.